Welcome to the Antler Up Podcast, brought to you by Spartan Forge. Black Rifle Coffee Company is a veteran-owned coffee company serving premium coffee to people who love America. Fall is upon us, and there's no better way to get fueled up before hunt than with some Black Rifle Coffee. Coffee legitimately tastes better after a day in the woods or after a successful hunt. Fuel your next adventure and purchase at www.blackriflecoffee.com and use code ANTLER at checkout to save 20% off your purchase and or with your first coffee club subscription, Black Rifle Coffee. Last year was a wild year for censorship for hunters and anglers. We partnered with social media platform Go Wild to combat mainstream social media censorship. Go Wild was built by outdoorsmen and women by hunters and anglers just like you. Go Wild is a free social community. Not only are your photos not censored, they're encouraged on Go Wild. And Go Wild gives you points for things like sharing your trophies, gear reviews, and inviting friends. As you earn points, you unlock awesome rewards too such as gift cards, free swag, knives, huge discounts on brands like Garmin and Vortex, and so much more. Oh, and if you create a free account, you can unlock $10 just for trying it out. Visit and download GoWild.com to get started. Tethered is a team of saddle hunting fanatics with a passionate addiction to whitetail hunting. Designing and engineering products to be a more efficient and confident hunter, Tethered produces the most mobile, stealthy, and safest elevated hunting gear on the planet. Built by saddle hunters for the saddle hunter. Head over to tethernation.com to see for yourself what exactly I'm talking about. America's Best Bowstrings has been manufacturing high-quality custom bowstrings in the USA since 2006. America's Best Bowstrings strives on the commitment to never end the search for perfection, and this has been the driving force behind the company. Innovative products for every archer out there. Go create a custom set today at americasbestbowstrings.com. Our friends over at Half Rack just released some awesome gear and they were great enough to give our listeners 10% off their order. All you have to do is click on the link in the podcast bio or the link on our link tree on Instagram and that will give you your percentage off at checkout. So get some of the highest quality hunting and outdoor accessories that will help you prosper in the field. Half Rack is aiming to be mindful of the past, conservation conscious and evolve into the future. Forged in combat and tailored for hunters, Spartan Forge stands at the nexus of machine learning and whitetail deer hunting to deliver truly innovative and science-based products that save the hunter time spent scouting, planning, and executing their hunts. You can now take Spartan Forge with you wherever you go by downloading the mobile app. Enjoy deer prediction analysis, weather forecasts, historical data, detailed journaling, as well as crisp maps. It's time for you to make the most of your season and let Spartan Forge do that for you. Use code ANTLERUP to save 20%. Check it out over at spartanforge.ai. 
What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Antler Up Podcast. We are on episode 124. And on today's episode, Dimitri and I, we were joined by one of our good buddies, Troy Dietrichs from Dietrichs Outfitters. Troy is from PA and resides just outside of Philadelphia. Since it's TAC week here in PA, we wanted to get Troy on to talk a little bit about his experience with it because he's been doing it for four or five years now. We talk about his setup and a little bit more regarding Total Archery Challenge. We dove down a big rabbit hole about bows. We got up talking about his new property that he calls home and how he plans to improve as a hunter this upcoming season. A really fun conversation with Troy, and I hope you like it. Enjoy today's episode. Also, we are going to be tossing up some new hats for this upcoming summer and for next fall up on our website. So check out www.antlerupoutdoors.com to go grab one today. What's up, everybody? We're back. We're uh, we're joined by Troy Dietrichs from Dietrichs Outfitters and a good buddy of ours living outside of Philadelphia area. Can't wait to talk a little bit about your new spot, dude. I can't wait to <laughs> you. You and I texted a little bit about it, and I can't wait to now. I get the chance to see you and yeah. on the other side of here of the computer. But what's going on, man? What's new? Not much. Um, well, a lot actually. <laughs> uh, moved moved in the last couple of months. So I just uh, sold my last house and bought this new place, and uh, finally feel like I got settled in here. Um, probably within the last like three weeks it finally starting to feel like okay this is where i'm living <laughs> instead of living out of boxes and stuff like that so it's been uh it's been crazy so and then this place we bought has just been a handful so so the place you bought just so people can know um they're gonna envy you right now you're gonna get like <laughs> dm messages of like you're unbelievable how many yeah, acres? Right. How, how many acres are, are you sitting on now uh, 50, low okay, 50, 50, 52. Okay. I, I kind of yeah. told a Pinocchio lie. Demetri was like, how many acres? I was like, I think like 80. <laughs> so I gave you, yeah. I gave you 30 more. Why not? It's, um, it's actually, it's kind of like 70. It's, it's, uh, my dad actually ended up purchasing the back 20 acres. Um, the way it was, it was already divided up in parcels, but it was one sale. So at the settlement table, we, I bought the front 50 and he, ba- he bought the back 20. So it's, so it is like 72, but, um, I, I'll be owning me and my wife own the 50. Sweet, man. That's awesome. Yeah. Good for you guys. Yeah. It's uh, it's, it's like, I don't know. It's my wildest dreams. Couldn't even have dreamt this place up. It's uh, pretty wild. It's like five minutes from where we grew up. We always kind of wanted to come back this way and, um, we always wanted land, but kind of threw that out the window just cause there's nowhere that they can buy anymore. And then this place we kind of stumbled across this place and started crunching numbers and making it work. And it was like, we can actually make this work, you know? Yeah. When just let me, so just out of curiosity, like you said, like something like you and your, your wife always wanted, did you want something that would lean towards, Hey, I could hunt on it. Or you just wanted land just to what, like what yeah. would like in a perfect scenario? Cause like, I know when you and I were chatting you're like, dude, I, I, it, it was just the perfect thing. And, right yeah. amount of time and money and all that type of stuff. And, right. uh, you know, so what, yeah. yeah, what was that kind of going into it for you? Yeah. So we, uh, I lived about like 30 minutes away from where I grew up and where I work. And, um, I bought my last house when I was like 20 years old, super young. And, uh, 
me and my wife got married like four years ago. So we, we had been living there, you know, three, four years together, but I've been there for 12 years or so, but we always wanted to kind of move back towards my work. Uh, it's my family's business and also, um, her parents and my parents just babysitting and events like that. But we had looked at a couple places over the years, like some old farms and stuff like that. And, um, we almost bought a place like three years ago. It was like 30 acres. And I was like, it was totally, it was pretty nice land, but it was, um, just totally, um, the, the house was just shot, like beyond shot. It was just way out of, we would have never been able to do it. And back then we just didn't have the money and stuff like that. So, um, so that's like, we always kind of wanted a little bit of land, like maybe 20 acres or so. But then that went all out the wayside and we're like, dude, if we could find like five acres back near home, like I'd be happy, especially because um, we've been or I've been hunting public land like like religiously for the last like three or four years and just have been loving it. So like I used to dream back in the day of having like a property I could manage whitetail, you know, kind of a thing. And I don't know if you could do that on 50 acres and I'm not going to like overly attempt it, but at least I can have like some decent honey holes that's for sure you know yeah but um so yeah i never thought i would be able to own 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 land like this but it just timing was perfect man as god is good heck yeah now because what is your dad like what would you now that that area is a little different because it's butt up against quote unquote public land that's like what your dad has about 30 yeah there was 30 and then um I took a little chunk of that, so yeah, yeah, it was thirty, but it's it's pretty much, I wouldn't say fully borders, but on several areas, it's yeah. pretty much public around. Nice. Yeah, so you end up having, like you said, like you know, the fifty turns into seventy and all that type of yeah. stuff, which is really neat. Just, do you have any plans to to do anything? So there's like um, a little over sixteen acres that's being farmed right now. Uh, there's wheat in the ground now, and. Um, I don't plan on farming it. I'm going to have my buddy start farming it. He's a big hunter as well. So we might play around with some things. But as of now, I've got my hands full with, like, it'll be years and years and years and years until. But, yeah, someday, you know, maybe down the road if I, you know, I want to make a little income off the land farming it for now, help pay some taxes. But, um, but yeah, I mean, way down the road, yeah, but it would be cool to screw around with some food plots and put some, sweet stands up for the kids and stuff like that you know dude i hope you are overran by does so then you're <laughs> like hey dimitri and jeremy could you come down here just to visit like when i go down there to visit my sister during the hunting season you could just be like hey pop over here if you want yeah, <laughs> yeah it's it's oh i'm as of now i'm sure it's gonna be overran with those there's, <laughs> there's a crazy amount of deer around here but um it's the property's been hunted pretty hard over the last years like everyone that i talked to they're like uh, we kick so many hunters, all, all the neighbors out. We kick so many hunters off there, blah, 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 blah. People just come up because it hasn't really, no one lived here for the last like three years. I think some of the locals knew that. So they're just coming up here and like any local hunter, they'll be like, oh yeah, Moore's property. Yeah. Yeah. I used to hunt up there, you know? So it's like one of them spots. So hopefully I'm not like throwing people off left and right. I was going to say, get that be- pur- purple paint out, man. <laughs> I know it's on the list of things to do is yeah. to put the, put the new name on the sign, but, yeah. uh, get, get Aaron up there and, uh, he'll help you paint those trees. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Dude. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's a perfect layout though. It's like, it's got fields, got, it's got two creeks. It's got, um, nice, uh, just, uh, a lot of timber on it. It's like 50, 50 timber and fields. It's like, 
it's just it, it, when you see the property someday, you're just going to be like, this is unreal. It's crazy, man. Dude, that's awesome. And I know too, like even in your old house and you're at that property, you would set up a couple of 3d targets here and there just yeah. to create a little course. Have you, have you yet to do that since you're getting ready for tack? No, not yet. You're like, I'm too busy with the house. I, I wish it's like, <laughs> It's so hard to, I, and then I have like this archer shop that I'm putting together and stuff like that, just because there's an outbuilding on the, on the place that was like furnished uh, or not furnished, uh, like insulated and mm-hmm. everything. The guy was like, this guy's man cave, it's just like glorified shed, you know, but it's like perfect from archer shop. So I've been like, if I get some free time, like I'll sneak out there, but it's like, I can't be like spending days out there fixing it up. Like I got so much stuff the wife wants me to do. It's crazy. So it might be like a couple years till I get some stuff established here, but but um, one of these days I gotta set up some more 3D targets. I have not set. I only have one up right now, and that's what I've been practicing on for tech. Because my memory serves me right, you do have a gator, right? Yeah, uh, no, it's actually creek. my there, father-in-law. There you go. Put that. Put it down by the creek, man. Dude, it's I got some hills and inclines too. I could, <laughs> I could really go crazy. Yeah. yeah. Dietrich Outfitters 3D course. There you go. That's right. I'm serious. Be sweet. That's awesome, man. <laughs> I like it. What, uh, so now, okay. So this is going to air actually this week for tomorrow. We're going to do it. Um, and, uh, just cause I I wanted to talk to you about tax. So it it was perfect fitting and I'm going to jump you in into this week. So what have you done so far to get ready for tax? Just because I, I, you know, you work on bows, you do some shooting, you're, you're buying a house, you got the, and you're, work your father your husband you got the job you're like you know the everyday working class individual you know what uh what have you done so far to get ready for tack to shoot those long bombs or you know all that stuff yeah i wish i could say i've been like practicing for weeks (laughs) usually going into tack i'm like a month or two out i'm like on the edge of my seat like oh i can't wait it's gonna be like you know and just like you're practicing now past like 60 70 like all day long kind of a thing but um, sadly I've not gotten that much done practicing then. So about, about like two, three weeks ago, um, I started, start, started letting some bombs fly. And, and like this weekend we were practicing a lot. Me, Travis and my brother, Jared were shooting like, um, just yesterday. It actually was, we were, we were shooting like hundred, 110 yards, just nice. like, like, uh, like dumping ends, like, like end after end after end at that range. So it was pretty cool. I wasn't hitting that great, but I was hitting the target. So that's all that matters. Well, I feel like every year when, when the schedule, this is only going to be my second tack ever, but when the date comes out, you think in June, you're like, oh man, it's going to be spring and I'll be able to shoot and maybe do a couple of local 3Ds. <laughs> and then, you know, finally the, the the weather breaks and, you know, maybe get your bow set up if you get a new bow or, you know, you finally kind of feel like you're going to get outside and there's all that yard work and all the things that, you know, turkey yep. season comes up. So that kind of puts a hold on some of your available time to go out there and shoot and practice. And so then, then I mean, geez, you blink and it's like mid-May, end of May, yep. and you're like, I mean, I remember the one time we're like, man, we have three weeks. We have to sight in. Yeah, we haven't even put our sight <laughs> tape on. And we're like, yeah. oh, crap. I mean, it creeps up on you pretty quick, the beginning of June. and and But I think that's the case for everybody. So, yeah. you know, I mean, not everyone's fortunate. I mean, some people do put the time in, and they, they've been practicing like crazy, but good for them. Yeah. Yeah. That's no, exactly right. I mean, it's the same thing with hunting, too. It's like every every uh like next season forward you're like oh uh, yeah once i get like slower i'll, I'll start hitting the e-scouting hard 
or like, oh, I'm going to get boots on the ground up here at this place to this place. And it's like, you get into the season and like right now it's like, I cannot even get caught up on yard work. You know, it's like, don't even think about doing anything else besides housework at this point. So, and then, yeah. So another day was like, yeah, tax like a week or like two weeks away. And I was like, yo, <laughs> <laughs> time to ramp it up a little bit. Yeah. What, um, we did go to, we did go to a sweet 3d shoot at uh stow this weekend uh stow archery i don't know if you ever shot there it's like i think it's probably down towards your sister actually yeah that was She's one of the they, yeah that that was one of the spots that you and i were thinking about if we were going to be able to do uh another tether t-shirt event. yeah another tethered event but uh they obviously they're changing the way they're doing it this year so but yeah yeah that that place was definitely one that looks like a great course so it was it was uh, surprisingly pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean, it was it was I would almost say it was more steeper shots than tack. Mm. Believe it or not, like their their back, you know, lot there is just up and down. So it was just up and down. So I mean, I would say seventy five percent of the shots were just like straight up mm. angles or straight down. So it's like it was it was Challenge. good long bombs and stuff like that. It was definitely uh, it definitely felt tack esque. You know, it was it was cool to shoot and get that. Uh, get that dust knocked off a little bit and start hitting some foam, like through some trees and stuff like yeah, that. You know? Yeah. Not hearing a thunk. <laughs> yeah. Walking you know, up. Branches being hit. There yeah. was. That's <laughs> awesome. What, uh, how many years have you attended TAC? Um, this will be my fourth year, I guess. Okay. Um, and then COVID year they canceled. Right. So, so I guess this might be my fifth year then. Okay. Yeah. We've been going for a while. It's, it's, it's awesome man. i look forward to it every year How, i know you're going up earlier this week right yeah we used to always go up thursday um and shoot friday and then come home friday night okay which it's like it's like four plus hours from our house here so it's a lot of driving and um last year we're like dude we just gotta stop screwing around and go for two days you know so so we're going to Thursday night, we're going to shoot Friday and we're going to shoot Saturday. Nice. Our knock times are both uh, super early in the morning. So maybe we can get two courses in and just kind of lollygag a little bit more. Yeah. It's funny though, like how you go through this. Cause this, this is actually a good topic for people. Cause I still see on archery talk going to my first hack or doing this. Yeah. So, it, you know what I mean? I know for, I, I'm, I mean, I, I don't know, even know what you would say for our listeners. If some of them attend, some of them don't, uh, I would say like last year when we sh- shot the second course, man, like by the 10th target, I was like, this is, I'm just so tired just because of like walking and the heat. It just depends on the weather. I think too, obviously. Yeah. And if you're hydrated enough, just because I remember at that, that, I mean, it, it was only the local course. So that's why we're yeah. like, Hey, the second course, let's just go there because it's not much walking or it wasn't as steep or whatnot. But, uh, I know it's, it could be a lot for people. And I think this year we even went more so on the lines of, Hey, why don't we shoot midday just that way the night before we could chill out, you know, if we want to have a good time and we don't have to worry about getting up at 8 a.m. just to, you know, go shoot, which I mean, it doesn't matter even if we had to do that, but it just, it just made sense for us to, to do like kind of like a little bit more of a later start. Yeah. We, um, well, if you I don't know if you have any like special ways of registering for TAC or not, or if it's as hectic for you guys as it is for everyone else, but it's, uh, dude, it's, it's horrible, but, um, it was so screwed up when we were trying to register and then we kept on like, we could get our groups together and stuff like that. And it was looking like we were going down some middle of the day knock times. And I was like, dude, that's actually, 
I'm not like, I'm not totally opposed to that, you know, because mm-hmm. now that we're there for two days, I'm not so pressured to shoot two courses in one day. Yeah. And like, and like you said, I mean, like I, I remember one year, maybe two, three years ago or something like that, we shot the sick of course and the prime course. And, um, it was over 10 miles of walking, yeah. like quite literally, you know, it was yeah. like, and it was a long day and, and call me a liar, but I mean, in my opinion, just from, I saw the sick course last year because we had that target out there like the mm. you know we gave away some some stuff like i was out walking that and i actually hiked it with tom and tim and yeah they're cool shots like they're uphill downhill 100 plus sh- like yards like i get that but like i guess maybe it's just not my cup of tea mm-hmm. and i was like that shot's the same shot <laughs> it's 100 100 yards downhill go up yeah. then you're shooting 80 yards uphill and then you get up there and you're like, all right, my next shot is 90 yards downhill. Like I, I, I if you're, if that's what you're into, go for it. For me, yeah. I, I mean, that's why I really liked. So obviously I didn't shoot that course, but I've done the locals. I, we did the, what was it last year? The Yeti one or, uh, Yeti, yeah. yeah. So like that one was okay. Like the first half of it, I would say was actually really fun. And then that, Second half, a lot of them were just every single one was just uphill, 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 and it, it was just kind of like, yeah, it is what it is. But then walking around through the knock-on course, and I've I've been riding this one's nuts for so long. I've always been saying like the knock-on course was just so awesome. It's just different yeah. yardage. Like heck, there was even a tough forty-four, like forty-six, like a four, random forty-yard shot on a javelina that was right over like a tree stump. You know what I mean? It was right. like you had to get it right over to hit in the rings and, yeah. it was, and it was a cool shot. Like that's the stuff that I, I wonder like. if, um, <clears throat> I wonder if the other guys that we're ramping it up more, like kind of competing against Dudley a little bit, because like Dudley's got that like freak freak mind. That's like, Oh, I'm going to put this, <laughs> yeah. this target over this rock. So people, yep. you know, yep. and um, I thought tack does a pretty good job at that to begin with. But I, I wonder if they're, pro- I wonder if they're not going to try to ramp, try to com- not compete, you know, of course, yeah. competition, but I wonder if they'll, try to get that deadly mindset when they're setting up some of these yeah. targets, you know? Yeah. I, th- I hope so. Just, you know, what are you going to say? Well, I, I, the one thing I'm, like I said, I've only been there one year. So, yeah. I mean, my opinions <laughs> don't take it for granted, but what I experience is I think I wish they did a better job of explaining the courses a little bit better. I mean, yeah. I mean, you look online or a brochure, I think it was a brochure. Oh, yeah. but it's like so vague. Yeah. It's, I mean, you got a, the range of yardages and then it doesn't really explain much. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I get it. They can't do like a virtual or a walkthrough yeah. or video because, you know, they're, they just were in Vermont. Now they're in PA setting up as, you know, this week and, they don't have the time to do that, but I think they could get a little bit more detailed descriptions of like, you know, longer shots, but open or, you know, right. um, just for a lot of people that haven't been there. I mean, you know, you guys have been there multiple years. You kind of know what to expect from the different courses. Yeah. So when you yeah. see that very vague, you kind of understand like, this is how it's going to be where like someone like me, that's never been there. Like I had no idea, you know, I'm just yeah. kind of going off what you guys were saying. Um, so if a group of guys that's never been there and, and, you know, what, like you said, some people are going to want to just bomb them, you know, whether it's pretty much open and just, they want long shots, you know, that's just what they're there for is long shots. Some people want to be challenged with in between trees and, you know, maybe not as long. So everyone's going to have a little bit different taste of what they want to get out of tech. So, you know, group of guys, they're going to kind of be like, well, you know, what should we shoot? 
Yeah. And if you're going to pay the money, I mean, it's it's not, I wouldn't say it's crazy expensive, but it's not cheap either. Right. You know, and yeah. like you said, you're going to be there and potentially only be able to shoot one course for most people. You want to pick one that's going to be a lot of fun and you're going to enjoy the most. Yep. Yeah, what um what what are you guys shooting this year? Just knock on? Yeah, we're just doing we just got one knock time. Uh we're gonna do the knock on course at one thirty, I believe. One thirty? One thirty. Yeah, one thirty. We got that course all day. I know. Well we'll be there till the dark. <laughs> yeah, that'll be all right. That'll be fun. I'll tell you what though, um I'm lo- I am i am losing the guy's name. I could look him up, but he goes by uh on Instagram. I met him through I met him at uh the Cursed Hunter, Chad. Uh, he's, he's a good guy. He's from PA. I liked, I, I put that post on about, you know, who's shooting this, you know, at PA this weekend. And I liked, he goes, uh, cause he's really into fitness. He does a bunch of different things like fitness related to like hiking and all that. So he said nice. doing three full days this year, just need to slow, uh, just need slow folks to let us pass or maybe they will light up the targets at night. And I, I replied back. I'm like, maybe you're on to something, <laughs> you know, wouldn't that be yeah. something? I don't think they used to do correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think they used to do knock times past like 12 o'clock. No, they didn't. They, and now they're doing them like two, two 30. I'm yeah. like, I'm like, yeah, when we shot the knock on course last year, I think we started, there was a fog delay. I think it was an 8am start time and there was like an hour fog delay. So we probably didn't get started until nine. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, we were there till probably four until we yeah. were done the course. See, which is crazy because I remember like when we shot, now again, we only shot nine targets because the like three of us on Sunday, that Sunday for the knock-on course, we had to get off because we had yeah. other things going. And we heard about how long it was the day prior. I mean, we flew through those nine. Like it was, it was nuts. And I mean, we had a mid-morning, like a nine, maybe a 9.30 how big was your group? Uh, it was just the three of us. It was just Jim, yeah, Brock, and I. It, it goes it, if I if I have any advice to give people, and like I'm I'm on the wrong side of this because I always go with a big group. I used to go the first two or three years. The first three years, it was just me and another guy, and then we started bringing his buddy. So there's just three of us. Mm-hmm. And then last year we had like seven guys or something like that. Dude, it takes so much longer with that yeah. kind of people. Yeah. So, um, so it's like, I don't know. It's it's definitely more fun when you can kind of like rip like three shots. You're only waiting for two people to shoot instead of waiting for six people to shoot. Yeah. Yeah, and I totally understand that too. And I think that was also our thinking when it came down to like, hey, if we get a mid morning, we're we're not really planning on shooting another course, mm-hmm. basically. So it was kind of like let's let's do a nice afternoon, and if we, we get down at five o'clock, six o'clock we do, we'll get some dinner and you know, some people have to leave, they leave and some that are staying, will they'll stay tonight or whatever. You know what I mean? And they do, I think they do a pretty good job. I don't, I don't know how, if it's just cause there's distance between all the targets, but I feel like they do a pretty good job of not, you're, you're not usually piling up on top of other groups. No, I think it's just depending on the course, like even yeah. though, even the Yeti course last year, uh, like it was fine for a little bit. And then when you got into the timber, when all the shots were uphill, that's when you got piled really? on each other. Yeah, be, just because you I never know. did the Yeti course. I always did like the longer ones, the yeah. Prime and the Sitka and stuff. There, I know they're doing a Hoyt course at PA this yeah. year. That's another new course. Um, well, um, so Saturday, oh no, Friday we're shooting um, Prime in the morning, the Prime course, and then Saturday we're shooting um, RME at uh, Rocky Mountain 
elk oh, federation nice all elk targets I, it was like something they like they came up with yep. last minute nice. to get more people filled in so yeah. i don't know what to expect with that if it's not too lame but yeah i think uh the last i heard was michigan has over like three thousand people coming uh, I don't know what PA is, but I heard Michigan's is like. Slim. I feel like PA is pretty huge, though. I, I do think, too. I think it's a pretty big turnout. Yeah, no, that's good, man. I what any? Did you change anything c- coming into this tack? No, actually, I didn't. So I have a I have a hunting rig and then a and then art and then a three D rig, basically. Yeah, I have like an old Prime Synergy hybrid. It's a thirty five axle to axle. It's just a good shooting bow. So that's what I shoot. I have a little bit lighter arrow setup with that. And I just set that up for tack just so I can reach out. Cause I'm, yeah, I'm a 27 inch draw with like 63 pounds. Like I'm not shooting a fast bow. Yeah. So it's, uh, so I need all the help I can get. So I made a lighter arrow and that's just what I shoot at targets. And then I have a different rig that I hunt with, but, um, you guys excited to shoot, shoot your new yeah, bows? Yeah. Did I even tell you that I, I totally like botched with my arrow stuff when, because yeah, I was doing the the three vein DCA, and then I went back to my AAE hybrid with the four. I, I mean, it bumped it up. My final weight now is like four ninety eight, mm-hmm. and wow. I mean that's what we've been. I've been shooting at your house, and that sucker's ripping those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Troy, dude, I'm telling you, Can man. You get a lot of yardage. Yeah, I mean, you got to shoot this sucker. I want to shoot it so bad. <laughs> if, if 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 we're if you we catch up and you yeah. and if I have it with me, like if even if we're on the but if you're near the range, I'll let you shoot it because I'm I'm that's set at twenty seven and a half. Nice. So, that's what my synergy's at twenty seven and a half, and then my hunting bow is twenty seven. I just so I'm sure I can shoot it. Yeah, because I know I think when we built them and we were at gyms, I think when we tuned it, we used. Basically, it's my arrow now, but it was cut down a little bit, and I think he's around like four, four eighty ish with with the arrow that we used there. And it was out of my bow, Jim's bow. Jim's was an eighty pound. It was last year's. Uh, it was the EVL thirty two, and yeah. then Dimitri's bow. My bow was the fastest. With the what um what model is yours again? I have the uh, Evo XF thirty. XF, that's right. And I'm using the S2 cams. So I was just, so I'm going down some bad rabbit holes lately with those. <laughs> and um, so uh, I was just looking at that. The SF cam is the better cam for less than 28 inch draw length or something like yeah, that. Yeah. So I think that goes, the max it goes to is 29. Um, yeah. And. Yeah, so that goes to twenty, and actually, that's the cams that Snyder's been using. Okay, he's using the S two cams. Yeah, is it? Um, I I just keep on hearing people talk about like pretty radical, not radical, but a hard draw. So, uh, so let me let me. I'm so used to it. I think like initially you're going to be like, "Whoa, that is the li- it's different." Cause I never, yeah. for, for, for me, I never shot a speed bow and mm-hmm. you never really have either. I mean, your, your bow tech was, but you, drew that, six, you yeah. drew that sucker so smooth. Um, but I'll tell you what though, now, Troy, I find it, and I'm, I'm not being biased. Like, I know it's going to sound like I'm biased, but I don't think it is like, yeah. 
like I, like I I'm I'm not using a handheld. I'm using the back strap, so I'm using the back tension index style release from from Duds. But I I'm able to just I it's a what, what let off what do you have your let offset at? So I w- I messed around with it until I finally settled on it, and I think because of my style of release, I like the ninety percent the best. So. Something I just read today was, you know, the higher let offs. A lot of times people are complaining about that dump in the cam. But one guy that wrote the thing that I read was, uh, you know, he was a, he was a, he knew what he's talking about with boats, you know, and he's like, I don't think it's as radical as everyone thinks. He's like, I think it just, what people are getting that rat, they're getting that radical name because it's just dumping right off into that 90%. He's like, if you're shooting at 90%, he's like that last, he's like, it's a, it's a speed cam. So it's, he's like, it's not that much harder than anything else. He's like, you shoot it a few times, you can get used to it. Yep. I mean, my worry is like, you know, how many times when you're like hunting and I mean, I know I do it, maybe I'm just the only one, but like, if you go to draw back on that animal, like you're like waiting, you're waiting, you're waiting, you're like, okay, go time. Like I, I sometimes get too excited, you know, and I like, you know, yank it a little bit too hard. And it's like, well, don't and you hear that? Don't like that yeah. back wall. Yeah. And that might also be because I'm shooting prime with limb stops, but, uh, but, uh, and maybe that's something I need to work on, but like that, I want to be able to do it, you know, yeah. smooth. And it's probably just more a me thing than, yeah. than the boat thing, but no, man, or, I, when you let, or when you let down. Yeah. The, the letting down is definitely a, a thing to see. Cause you're like, come on, yeah. go. You you know you almost do have to uh, push it a little bit in a sense, but man, I, I I'm really thrilled. This is probably um, the most fun shooting bow, just because man, I'll tell you what. Like even though, like like I said, for once I got used to it, now I, I am really used to it. Once I'm back wall, unless my shoulder just wants to be like boom, wants to go, but if I'm if I'm back there and I'm solid, that sucker is mm-hmm. just right there on the pin like my pin is not moving it's it it's a really nice bow man what kind of stabilizer setup do you have on it again i'm running the uh stokerized stasius so it's the one that has the like kick out on it uh yeah so because i run a back bar so yeah it has it it makes it look like the back bar and dimitri's running you're just running a normal one and you have it in your normal spot yep yeah you didn't care for it on the bottom um and then, uh, yeah, we're both running Vapor Trail, uh, different models, but Vapor Trail uh, rest. And then, uh, and Dimitri, you have the drive. Yeah, the uh, NXT. Dude, the drive yeah. NXT. this sucker is awesome. Yeah, I mean it's it's a fun shooting bow. I mean it's it's not fancy. Uh, there's yeah. nothing fancy about it. It it still gives good speeds. I mean it's not gonna you know drill them but i mean it's just a very comfortable draw very comfortable holding weight um and it's a good shooting bow i mean they're yeah. i'm i'd tell you out of i've shot in a lot of flagship bows the last three or four years and this is probably the most comfortable all-around bow that i've ever shot where yeah. you know kind of where it's going to be those you know upper not not the greatest but upper level tiers and everything around um as far as draw cycle whole you know let off um you know balance of the bow so it's been a good bow like i said i haven't put a ton of time through it uh you know i've been just kind of trying to focusing on my um 
my shop process, you know, right now. And, uh, you know, cause that can carry over no matter what distance you're shooting. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. if you go through that process. So yeah, I'm really liking it so far and I'm excited cause it's going to kill deer just as good as anything else out there this year. So, yeah, I was telling uh, my buddy Travis about that cause he's looking to get a new, but well, actually Jim had, had tipped us off to him. We listened to your podcast too. Mm-hmm. But um, Jim was like, if if he wants, because I was asking Jim some questions about some used PSCs, I was, so this is how it all started. I was looking for bows for him. And then, you know, I start like getting down the rabbit trail. Uh, maybe <laughs> I should get a new bow too. But, um, and, uh, and Jim said that that, that drive is, is pretty, it's pretty, uh, yeah. So I want to, um, his setup. He's like the same pool and and draw weight and tr- poundage as as Dimitri. Yeah. So if we see you guys there, I want Travis to shoot that boat too. Yeah. yeah. So we can feel that. Well, and you know, kind of going off what Jeremy was saying, I was just kind of uh, spinning my PT wheels uh, as you was talking about, you know, the <laughs> stiff draw cycle is, you know. When you first do it, you're going to notice it more, right? You know, because you're not used to that. Your muscles aren't used to that. Uh, A lot of your shoulder uh, stabilizers. So the more you shoot it, right, it's almost like any uh, lift or, you know, you're going to get that muscular control. So you're going to be used to when that hump comes or that stiffness comes, your, your muscles going to kick in more, more, uh, motor yeah. recruitment. Uh, so it's going to become smoother and you're not going to notice it, right? It's just like anything you have to train, uh, for that cycle, which is then it's going to become more comfortable. So, you yeah. know, it's just like any, you know, no matter what the cycle or the, the stiffness of the bow or where that hump is, it's going to be different for, but the more you do it, the more you practice, the stronger you get. Your stabilizers are going to control that movement through those positions, which is going to make the draw cycle smoother. So it's just something that you're going to have to work on, you know, mm-hmm. for your muscular strength too. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's I. I, I want to. I definitely want to shoot one. I want to. I really was looking at that uh, levitate, mm-hmm. but uh, and that would that would probably go with the S two cams on that. Now is the um, I was just going to ask some of the, oh yeah, is the S2 cam more radical than the um, F, what's the other one? Easy, is it the easy? I e think two. it's E2, yeah, E2. E2, yeah. 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 Uh, from what I heard. Or is it just more geared to a lower draw? So I mean, well, it's, you know, it's, a, it, it's technically geared to that low, like if you're a 29 or, or shorter inch draw, go that S2 route. Like, especially, mm. I would even say if you're a 28 and a half, go that S2 route. Um, yeah. But I think I j- it is a different, it, they are smaller, and, and you could definitely see the difference. Like, when AJ posts a photo of his E2 cam compared to my cam, it, they, they're similar, but they're very different, if that, yeah. if that makes sense. Um, but uh, after shooting uh, the E2 cam at ATA, it was tough because I was like, man, I, I could get so much more efficiency out yeah. of that. And I was like, you know what? Screw it. Like, let's go that, that, uh, the S2 route and just see how, yeah. how it goes. And, uh, you know, depending on, like, I noticed that like on my backup release, it's different. Like I'm okay and I'm fine, but I noticed that I could almost like on the Hawk, I could get a 28. I could for sure go 28 inch on it. But with my, backstrap it is a 27 and a half right on the money so 
and I plan on doing much for from a half inch anyway. So exactly, do do what's right, you know. Yeah, but no, man, it's it's a sweet shooting rig, and like I said, like just from watching Dimitri, like even, I mean, I've seen him shoot the SR6, and I would say as far as like draw cycle and everything like that, I just always remember how like he would pull back that, and it was like smooth, and that this is almost smoother just because of I almost feel like too this is the first uh bow where your string angle and just your your draw length is spot on like Mm -hmm. there's like there's no for like on him like there's no ah it's just a little bit shorter or a little bit long like he draws back and his head just stays straight it's just it's that angle is just perfect like even like there's a couple photos I have and like just that string angle going just across here, it does, it can't get any better. And I think you add in those factors and I'm like, well, no wonder yeah. why one, you're shooting it exceptionally well Two, It feels so comfortable. It's just, it, it's all those little things that you hear what you should do adds up and there you go. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they all, all the, all the newer bows are just like, you know, yeah. Hands and feet again above the ones yeah. five, seven, eight, that, ten years ago. You, you know, you can't go wrong with any new bow. It, I, it's honestly you, you can't. It's a matter of what feels good. You know, I, I was actually shocked. I think a thirty inch, a thirty one inch would probably be the max that I would want to go again. Mm-hmm. I would shoot a thirty two. Like I, you know, I sh- shot that thirty four with the Nexus and everything. But I, the way this fits me. It, it just, it feels, yeah. it, it just feels right. So, yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, well, didn't mean to turn that into like a bow podcast yeah, again. But. Dude, that's all right. <laughs> I love, to, you know, it's just, hey, it's gear. We're going to Total Archer Challenge here this week. Hopefully, that's right. Hopefully, you're, if you're in the car, man, you're listening. I, ho- I hope uh, uh, if, if you see us, definitely stay high and uh, we'll, we'll see what's going on and love to meet people. But what, uh, man, I'll tell you what, and I, I, I gave you a shout out a couple months ago after the season. We talked about like I don't even know how we got wrapped up. I think it was saying how I finally shot a deer during this season, and you were busting your ass all season. Yeah. Man, what out of this whole year? Just because you put in a lot of time, what was uh, your overall like takeaway, man? I mean, you could even go like you could even give a quick synopsis of like here's here's why you felt that way just so the listener will know yeah um i think man something with like the more and more i listen to you know you're listening to podcasts and something triggers you know like um oh dude it was today i was listening to that podcast you did with aaron blasey and um he said uh Slow is smooth and smooth. What, what did he say? Smooth is fast. Yeah, or something smooth like is fast. Yeah. And like he was like, he's like, I will creep my way into a stand. You know, it could take me 15 minutes to get there, but if it takes me an hour, that's fine. It just gives myself more time. And um, I think that that was like a big takeaway just, I mean, just from today's podcast, but you know, the most more recent stuff I've been listening to. And, um, and also just um, staying alert and still in the stand. You know, I mean, we're, we both hunt from saddles and it's, and it's so, I mean, I'm like, I'm like 80, 80 day kid, you know, <laughs> like it's hard, like, like I'm rocking on my chair right now, you know, yeah. 
not like I need to focus on that and being more alert and also, you know, putting the phone away and just being, being attentive to that stuff. And, um, and I just want to, I just really want to like try to, you know, practice that, that woodsmanship a little bit more as in like, instead of just sticking to the plan that you came up with on the day before the truck ride over, like really start to go with that gut instinct and, and really, um, you know, go with your gut and, um, and just enjoy it. You know, mm-hmm. you know, I, I heard you talking about the filming thing with, with Aaron too. And you and, and I like, always, yeah, you and I always go back and forth on this. Aaron's like, I effing, he's <laughs> <laughs> like when I'm self filming, but, um, it's, it's something I want to obviously hit again this year, but, um, at the same token, it's like, I don't know, man, I'm like, I'm so back and forth with stuff like that. Like sometimes I'm like, Sometimes I'm like, uh, just, just shoot whatever makes you happy kind of a thing. And other times I'm like, ah, you're never going to shoot a big buck if you always shoot small bucks, you know, kind of yeah. thing. And then, uh, and then filming, it's like, yeah, you put too much stress on that. And then it's like, you're overthinking it, just go out and have fun kind of thing. But, but, uh, but in the same token, like, I love it too. Like I love looking back at, at my film taunts, you know, even if it was just some, like that footage from Ohio, that's that my computer for forever and one day i was like you know what maybe i can put a comp like a video together with this and i was like so happy i did even though it was like travis just had some like phone footage from his deer and stuff like that but like when you put it all together it was like it just helped you remember that whole trip it tells a story yeah it was awesome so i want to try hitting the filming stuff a little bit more i think my goals going into this year would be just to um this is my goal like every year just kill like a bunch of does even though i seem to never be able to do that but um (laughs) hopefully this property i'll be able to light up some does early and just um just get some more animals under the belt earlier and then uh, i'll probably hold out for a bigger deer around here and then if i'm hunting up north i'll probably just shoot whatever makes me happy you know like out in the public land so any uh plans to go back to ohio or or any out-of-state hunts this year no, not this year. Um, my brother, my brother and Travis, who I went to Ohio with last year, they're going to uh, Colorado elk hunt this year. I have a baby coming in in August, so I couldn't go. Nice. Um, so yeah, I'm staying home this year. I mean, if I, if for some reason I kill like a buck early or something like that, I might have to dabble with the Ohio thing a little bit. But it's gonna be a little hard to get away with two little ones at home. So I'm done saying. Well, if I kill early. <laughs> That shit, never happens. that shit never happens. I'm oh, not going to no. kill to after November this yeah. year. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, I, that's what, that's what like I dragged it out. I think we had a mar- <sighs> I, I literally, I killed that doe. I think it was the last day of late season down here, which means it was like, End you know, like two weeks after your guy's season ended, <laughs> you know? Oh my gosh. Dude, but you put in time. So like, I, would, yeah. I do want to just quickly backtrack. So, uh, those of you that had that listened to, and if you haven't listened to it, definitely go back from a couple of weeks ago. We had Aaron Hepler on the the podcast, and he kind of walked us through a property. and uh, There's a blog on it on our on our uh, website and everything on antlerupoutdoors.com. But so Troy and Aaron are are good friends. They met up in the woods on public land. They just kind of shot the shit and hit off a good friendship. And that's how we kind of all intertwine. It's, it's a really cool thing of how these friendships kind of unfolded, but, uh, 
you and Aaron go out public land, got some really cool deer on, on camera. You had mm-hmm. some high hopes. You're and I know we talked about this even on the podcast cause you hopped on bullhorn live during the year. Uh, mm-hmm. you, you get in there, something happens to your bow. You can't fix your mm-hmm. bow. You go in and then it's like filming and all that type of stuff. And yeah. it just seems like you and I, just because you and I were, were texting and, and I, that's why I bring this up. It was like, we're grinding, we're grinding. Grind. You know what I mean? We had, you know, we didn't even have any missed opportunities really. Mm-hmm. It was just, it was a tough, it was, it was just a tough year. Yeah, it was a slow year. Yeah, and this you got year, it done. Like, but you got it done. You killed the buck. I didn't. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But um, <laughs> not. I got it. Uh, yeah, it was. It was a little guy, but we'll, we'll go with that. Yeah. But uh, filled the freezer, so that's all I can. <laughs> but uh, what I was gonna say about uh, public land and, and hitting that stuff hard, like last year, we hit it pretty good. Um, Aaron's been like tearing it up up there. You know, just left and right. It just he, he's got such a awesome schedule to be able to actually know, scout right? and stuff like that. I feel like last year, like I should have earned it a little bit. Like, like I feel like the the effort that I put in, I should have I should have um, gotten return like a like a decent deer. And I shouldn't complain. I got a doe and a buck, but it was it was a lot of work to get those. Um, but this year, I feel like really behind the eight ball because I've been doing. Like, <laughs> hey, nothing. maybe that's what you got to do. I, Aaron's like, tell like, he'll just be like blowing me up with deer stuff. I'm just like, yep, yep, cool. <laughs> Sounds good, man. <laughs> I'm with you. Like, wish I could uh, be out there with you, but I, you know, you're, you're, we and need to be that. Down. We need to be that guy that I saw last year. Like, it was like a day before, two days before the season opener bow season, walking out of, out of dicks with like, a crossbow or a bow and, and arrows. I'm like, all right, man, just let it eat. And I, and I, yep. I, my wife was like, well, I'll bet you he'll shoot a deer and you won't, <laughs> you know, I was yep. like, probably you're, like, hey, you're probably right. <laughs> yep, you're probably right, honey. Yeah. No, man, it's crazy. It, no, it was I'm rely on some cell cameras this year. I got a, I got a pile of them right now. So I just like picking up cheap ones every now and then. So mm-hmm. I'm going to, um, I think that'll be like an arsenal this year, just since I don't have a whole lot of time out in the woods right now. Yeah. Do you see yourself like, do you see yourself faulting to like your property? Like, do you, you know what I mean? Like I, I'm, that's what I want anxious to, to see how your season ends up. Like, oh man, I got to drive. And I mean, I mean, I know you don't have to drive very far, you know what I mean? To yeah. certain public land spots, but I want to see if you're going to be like, oh man, I saw this in the yard. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or not necessarily yeah, the yard, but like on the property, it's, you know, it's hard to say because, um, I don't know. It's it's probably gonna all. I'll probably be able to answer that better once I start seeing like antlers on the deer instead of just snub, like little, you know, nubs. Hey but um, like if there's some if there's some killer deer running around this property, I mean, I'm gonna try to put some time in here. But my 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 plan as of today would be hunt like this property earlier, um, or I'm sorry, I totally screwed up. Actually, hunt earlier because we're in 5c here where you can't hunt the rest of the state of course if, if i get a chance on a buck awesome you know i'll shoot a nice buck if it's early um but just try to kill some doe and then i want to hunt like up on these public lands like that mid to late october mm-hmm. and then probably just forget that and then start in november hunt this property harder because of course there's it's private property you know like yeah. whether that's a cop out or not but like you know, a public land gets like first of November to like 13th of November, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, what, 
I, I love hunting that October time frame so much, especially up in the big woods. It's just like, just, I don't know. It's like a little secret, you know, yeah. people just don't, don't do it enough. I love the, uh, I know this doesn't sound real, uh, whatever. Uh, I just love like even the color of the, like the leaves and just the, you know, you're after yeah. a day in the work, like of working and dealing with crazy shit, whatever you're dealing with in your life. And yeah. you're just, you get up in a tree and it's, it's orange, it's yellow. And it, you could just hear the wind blowing and then you might see a deer. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, yeah. like you said, I, I do. I love that time of year. Fall's my favorite. And, you know, obviously yeah, that, like pre, pre rut when yeah. they're like just starting to start scraping and rubbing and stuff like that. Like, yeah. I don't know. I mean, we've had some good, good uh, intel on that time of year. So I think I'm going to, try to hit that and then just give that public land to, to die hard rut guys kind yeah. of thing, you know? Yeah. Here's yeah. a good, a good one for the three of us that I, we could bring up. And I, I heard Aaron Blisey bring this up when he talked to Ryan Glitzky, who do you know, like he yeah. goes by moose. Yeah, moose. Yep. Um, Ryan says, you know, the one thing that, cause I asked, Aaron, like, you know, what's one thing you think people lose in trans translation with all these podcasts? You know what I mean? Yeah. And I brought it up even in that one with Aaron where it's like a couple of years ago, we're like, oh, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. It is, you know, and it's like, focus on that one thing to make yourself a better. And when you kind of accomplish that, or you check that box where you feel like, okay, I've done this, or I feel really confident, like not necessarily quote unquote master it, but like you feel really good about it then you go on to the next thing. Like what is like for me, I'm a shitty October hunter. Like I've, mm -hmm. I've come to realize it. Like I'm, you know, we found a couple good sign this past season, but I feel like I'm still learning and growing that where kind of like what you're saying, whether it's a cop out or not, I feel really confident in seeing deer in the rut on private land back at home, just because of, sign and just history you know what i mean yeah. um what like where where do you guys fall in line with like where you're saying like i if i were to pick one thing where i feel like i'm really good at what would what would that be good at or need to do better uh <laughs> good at i would say oh go ahead troy uh good at i mean i <laughs> I would say that the thing that, I mean, I would say I've been pretty mildly successful the last few years. Um, and I, I, I don't think it's any strategy specific, but I, I mean, I, I have learned and grown in some aspects, but I think, you know, just not putting a lot of pressure and just slowly grinding, you know, I haven't killed a ton of, you know, maybe a couple of does here or there in the early season. Um, what was it three or four years ago i shot my buck on the 26th of october so that's the earliest buck that i've shot um but i've had a lot of opportunities at some nice bucks in the last three or four years and i think just kind of not overthinking it and just kind of slowly grinding and just kind of letting the woods tell me what i need to do you know i, yeah. I think i i've put a lot of pressure on myself at different times and you know because we have limited time and we're taking a rutcation and you know so i'm like and then the rutcation comes and you're like, well, this is probably the last five days that I'm going to be able to hunt archery at least. So, you know, you can get wound, wound up in that and, and it could really throw you into a spiral in your season. Um, but I just kind of, I just feel like every year I just grind, you know, and, and 
and try to learn. And then I've also, another thing is we've talked about it on more on here and thinking about reading the sign of where I need to be, right? You know, I'm such a type A person where I have to have this plan and I got to know beforehand of what I'm going to do. It's just kind of the person I am. And uh, I think that kind of hurts you in hunting because, you know, things don't happen how they should out in the woods, right? There's so many factors that go into play with deer hunting of, you know, one little thing could could cause the deer to move differently that you have no control over, you know, being out there. So, you know, reading the sign and, you know, looking for scrapes and rubs when you're walking in there. And I think that's what even where Aaron was kind of getting to is when he's taking his time in there, uh, you're more intertwined in what's going on in the woods instead of saying, hey, this is where I need to be. I've scouted this. This is where my camera's telling me deer is, you know, is that nighttime photos? Is that, you know, right. So kind of slow yourself down going in there and you be more observant of what's going on. And that's going to tell you a lot more than saying, Hey, I got to get to this tree. I got to get here as fast as possible, get up in my tree and then be ready. Right. So, you know, you might see something that tells you differently where you might shift your plan a little bit and that's going to put you in a better situation where that deer is going to be possibly that night. Yep. Yeah, um, I just keep on thinking of more and more negative things that I'm that I'm that I suck at. But um, and some of those, I would I would start with the positive of like, um, definitely like motivated and and be able to like I can where we hunt on the public land. I mean, we'll, we'll go in like th- over three miles. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. in du- in the dark, like we're getting in the parking lot at three four o'clock in the morning. You know, so like. Like I, I'm, I'm good at that stuff. Like being all pretty organized, even though last year I feel like my head was loose, but a couple times. But um, like getting out there, I feel like one thing I really need to work on is so. Like when Aaron Blicey was saying saying that about going into the stand, saying how oh, like it, you know it could take an hour, this that other thing. That I'm just also thinking like contradicting that a little bit right now. Like it's easier said than done when you know where that stand is at. But like when you're going into like a general area that you like scouted and you, it, I mean, it'd be great. Like I know like Moose and and like um, um, Greg Litzinger, like they'll like pick out specific trees, and I probably should be better at that. But that's definitely a weakness of mine. Like I'll get in there and then I'm like, what if, what if, if I sit here, then I might not be able to see that. And then you're like spent too much like wigging myself out. You know, I need to be more like, that's where I'm going to sit. This is the reason why. And like, just, just go with it and stay positive instead of like doubting. Like I, I can become a doubter pretty quick in the woods. And I, I honest to God, it's probably why like, the success isn't isn't wasn't there like this past season because I'm like just kind of it's constantly doubting. That's one thing with these guys like just get it done year after year. They're like so confident, you know. Even like Aaron Happler, like he'll be so confident with like his decisions. And like looking back, like of course we follow each other through the whole hunting season. Like he he got a he got a he got it wrong way more times than he got it right. But he went in there with like direct confidence, and 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 I think that's what I need to work on this year. Yeah. I agree with you, man. I, I kind of feel the same way where I'll walk into an area that we might look and 
I'm, I, when you're saying it, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's <laughs> to the T. I'm like, okay, that tree, that tree. Well, this one has a three, you know, I, but I can't see the trail from this side that I'm thinking they're, the deer are going to come through or whatever, have it. Uh, and the one thing that we, like we both, all three of us kind of said, you know, and I, Troy, you said it too, was like trusting your gut. Mm-hmm. That is something where I feel like I need to do better with. And I know it kind of sounds like funny, but every time like I would tell my dad to go do something or I would, yeah. I, or I would tell myself to do something, but I would second guess like that doubt. And it's like, no, but that's not, you know what I mean? And I feel like who knows? I mean, I don't know. Maybe I could have had a better opportunity if I would have just went with my gut. Yeah. It's easier to like tell someone like me, me and Aaron or Travis or someone bouncing yeah. stuff. I'll bet do this because of that. Like, like Travis is trying to bounce something off me. I bet do this because of that. But, but yet I can't like be that directive with myself, but maybe I, because like, I don't know, I guess I just put too much like pressure on it, yep. you know? But, um, so yeah, I think I need, need to have more confidence. And then, um, um, one other thing I just thought of as well, when, when Demetrius was talking, it, it reminded me, I just read that, uh, Cameron Haynes book Endure. Uh, it was pretty good. It was, it was definitely solid. I mean, he's obviously like an absolute freak of nature. So, uh, I don't think I'll ever be like him, but one thing that he, he said was, um, um, you know, are you there to have fun or are you there to kill something? And, and, and he's like, don't settle for just, just, just have fun, you know, like, like stay in the mind of like, I'm here to kill something. You know what I'm saying? So like when I heard that, that kind of hit home with me too, because that way, I don't know, maybe, maybe instead of just like settling on decisions, it's like, you know, oh, I'm out here. Might as well, you know, I'll just set up here kind of thing and hope something comes by. No, be more like direct with your thoughts. Like, no, I'm here to kill something, you know, like, like I only have X amount of days a year. Let's get this done. You know, there, that's your kill. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that is your to the T. Like you saw what you needed to see. You were there on a mission. You got set up and it happened. You know what I mean? Like that is your kill to the T. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, and I, we, we kind of talked about it earlier is, is, uh, you know, we don't kill early on and that's something we want to kind of get better at. And I think, you know, that's why I was thinking what I was going to say, if you said something I need to work on is, is, kind of trying to pattern the deer on that early season you know going in from the summer months into the fall when they start shedding the velvet you know even if it's just does too i think we have kind of the mindset of you know i know more limited with time too with family and stuff but just seeing what the inventory is right and then we've kind of started i kind of started doing this back in kind of march and and putting more cameras out in that time frame is you know trying to pattern these deer not just put the camera out to see what's there and gain inventory of what bucks are in the area but to put these camera on trails and and see how they're moving and what time they're moving and when and what the wind direction and be more calculated Mm -hmm. uh with some of these sits which i think will be make me more successful early on than just you know oh you know i got these nice bucks in velvet and you know they kind of disappeared and you know well maybe they showed up during the rut on camera and then just kind of really you know you hear all these people that are really successful like moose and you know aaron and all these guys we've had on the podcast you know their their trail cam pictures are telling them everything right you know shirk you may see him you know 
True. on scrapes and these big bucks and he knows exactly what they're doing and you know where their bed and when they want to exit and what wind direction and you know they put the effort you know maybe they're not so much in the woods all the time because they can't be because they have families too but they they do but they make time but these trail cameras are telling them way more than what we're using them for and i really want to get better at doing that mm-hmm. uh and i think that will help with that early season success yeah yeah for sure i, I couldn't agree more and then also one thing i keep cons- consistently keep on hearing people talk about is running cameras on video mode and i like almost never do that you know i'm always worried about my sd card and my batteries and this that and other thing but um you you just hear time and time again how much information these people get from running their cameras on on um on video mode so it's definitely something i want to i want to do as well to see a little bit more direction they're coming in and what their demeanors are like and things like that um so that's another thing i need to write down to do this year Heck yeah, man. I loved it. So, Troy, you're going down to TAC Thursday, staying Thursday night and Friday night? Yeah, Thursday, Friday, going on Saturday after we shoot, you know, in the afternoon, evening. Sweet. So we'll see each other. Yeah, I'm Make sure. Yeah, just text me. Um, yeah. We'll, 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 we'll get together and, and meet up and all that stuff. Well, you, you staying through Sunday? I'm staying. I'm going to leave early Sunday morning. You're Who's leaving. all going up with you guys? So it will be Dimitri and I, Jim, Jim Brock, uh, our buddy Tim, and then Tom. Uh, what's that? Is Tom going? No, Tom's not going. Tom's uh, unfortunately he's soon. get yeah he's unfortunately getting <laughs> married. So yeah. dancing and clear cuts. Yep. And then AJ will AJ staying with us from Knights of the Apex, but he, he we might shoot together. I. I I told him like whatever you got to do, you could do. So <laughs> he has got some stuff going on up there. Yeah, actually, I talked to him and today, and he he said he's gonna he's kind of going at the seam of his pants a little bit. He didn't really. Nice. He just wants to come. Where's he from again? He's actually originally from New York, but he lives in Florida currently. And where? In Florida. Oh, and he's coming up to Seven Springs. Yep. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's all good. It'll, yeah. it'll be a good yeah, time. I'm sure we'll run into each other up there then. Yeah. We'll have to make the point too. So yep. so if you see us walking around, those of you that are listening, hopefully, uh, like I said earlier, stop and say hi. Uh, we'll be hanging around. I'll be at the tethered booth at least for a little bit, a uh, couple days uh, here and there. And we got new uh, We got new merch, Troy. We got new some new hats coming, some pretty some cool. Antler up? Yeah, some new antler up hats. We got, let me show you. You gonna have them out there? Uh, I, I don't know. Maybe. So we got a red, white, and blue with the. Uh, um, nice. If I could show you, I'm like, all right, there we go. Red, white, and blue yeah. with the wood and green, and then the murdered out black and black like we had. That's like a popular one. We got Sweet. a loading. There we go. Loading in black. Like yeah. And so this camo one. You can't really tell, but this is a, it's like foam, mm, but it doesn't, yeah. but it doesn't fit like the old school foam hats. It fits like the normal, uh, like Richardson or whatever. Yeah. Rich, Richardson, which is kind of cool. It's actually nice and light. And then I got this, uh, it's called veal camo, but it nice. looks like kind of like first light. It definitely looks very first light. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we got some new hats and then I nice. got, uh, Tim and Tom wanted dad hats. <laughs> So, this is yeah. their. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> yep. there you go. Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, they're cool if you like golfing and uh, carrying picnic baskets, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. I got a couple of to all the frat boys out yeah. there that are. Yeah, yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> Doc, docker shorts and their boat shoes. Yep, there you go. There's. <laughs> I that and that's so Tom. <laughs> oh shit! Oh, I love him. Oh, what a good dude, man! What a good hunter. What a real good hunter. Dude, um, he didn't kill one this year, did he? No, not a buck. But man, he had a ton yeah. of encounters and. Uh, some real nice ones too on camera. Yeah, I know they they've been killing it up there, but all good stuff. Yeah, that, yeah, definitely. Well, all right, everybody, I appreciate you uh, tuning in. Uh, shoot straight if you're at tax. Send it. Break some arrows. Go buy new ones. Yeah. It's it's what it's for, man. It's all about yeah. having a good time. Yeah, bring lots of arrows and uh, <laughs> your hiking boots and lots of water. <laughs> lots of water. Yeah, it looks like we're going to be in the 70s, so it shouldn't be, like, crazy that's gonna be, hot. It's going to be perfect, dude. Yeah, I was looking. It's, like, low 70s. It's going to get down into, like, the lo- like high 40s at night. So we're, 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 we're in the clear, I think. So Yeah, it's going to be money. All right, Troy, where can people find you before you get off, man? Um, you can find me at Dietrich's Outfitters. It's DTRX underscore Outfitters on Instagram and Facebook, and um, and on YouTube. I don't have a whole lot of content, so don't get too excited. But uh, maybe we'll, maybe you'll see some good stuff this year. See, uh, you and your wife's kill some slammer mule deer. That's and watch yeah. that video. Yeah, yeah, I highly recommend it. So yeah. awesome, man. Well, I appreciate it. And uh, till next time, everybody, antler up. That's a wrap for another episode of the Antler Up podcast. Again, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Check us out over at antlerupoutdoors.com. Check out our Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and our Go Wild pages. Thank you again, everybody, for all the continued support. See you next week. Antler Up.